The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. And this is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth, coming up in just a few moments. An elvish and hobbitish perspective on life with What Would Arwen Do? My Govanin and Suile to all my elf friends. That enchanting music from the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, the original soundtrack. And we'll hear a little bit more of the enchanting music of Howard Shore a little bit later in the program, perhaps from the complete recordings. This is KUCI in Irvine. I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. And in case you are tuning in for the very first time, first off, I'd like to say welcome to all of the students who have just arrived within the last week or so, new students coming to UC Irvine and those returning. And I hope that you will enjoy, uh, during your stay here, the music and programming from KUCI. You can visit our website at www.kuci.org for more information about our wide variety of public affairs and musical programming. And if you are interested in public affairs, especially we have a website dedicated just to that where you can listen to podcasts of previous shows, see what's coming up in Elvish and Other Adventures at KUCITalk.org. We are broadcasting from the University of California at 200 watts and streaming live on the Internet 24 hours a day, seven days a week for your, quote, listening enjoyment at KUCI.org. So in case you are tuning in for the very first time and are wondering what in the world is this show all about, well, this is the show where we ask, I ask, if a Middle-Earth elf lived today in Orange County, what might her life look like? How would she celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? Some people ask, what would Jesus do? Well, I like to ask, what would Arwen do? And in case you are not aware of who Arwen was, she was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves, and lord of Rivendell. 
a magical place of healing lore and wisdom, perhaps not unlike the community of people here at UC Irvine. I believe that Arwen also was a beloved daughter of the universe, an archetype of all that is best and noblest in people. So she has been a role model for me for a mm, little over seven years now of my experiment, my grand experiment of my life as an elf. In Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings, A Guide to Middle-Earth, Colin Durias, a Tolkien scholar, wrote, In his invented mythology of Middle-Earth, Tolkien intended that his elves were an extended metaphor of a key aspect of human nature. This, quote, elven quality in human life was a central preoccupation of Tolkien's. Elves, like dwarves, hobbits, and the like, partially represent human beings. In Tolkien's mythology, elves represent what is high and noblest in humans. In particular, they represent their, the arts in their highest form, work done in the image of God and his created world. So I believe that this, quote, elven quality exists in every living person and yearns for expression through gifts of creativity, nobility, and service to others. So, my hope is that by listening into the show, you will be inspired to find your creative gift, to bring it into the world, whether that's to make a difference in the world of sports or music, creating something beautiful and musical, maybe it's art, maybe it's creating a lovely home for your family or a little patch of a garden. Um, There are lots of wonderful ways for us to express the creative gifts that I believe that Iluvata God has endowed us with. And I'm very excited. This is um, about my little over fourth year of having the privilege of having a show here at KUCI. We are all volunteers here at KUCI. And in case you are interested, there will be a DJ training coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks here at KUCI. So if you are a student, faculty, or staff here at UC Irvine, and you've always wondered about the world of radio, you might want to check us out and think about taking the eight-week training. And uh, you can visit our website, KUCI.org, for more information at, about that. Or I believe the email is training at KUCI.org. And... Uh, so I'm very excited, too, because uh, this year I have a co-host, a Hobbit co-host, and I'm going to let him say good morning. Good morning, Milo. Good morning, Tani. It's a beautiful, beautiful Middle Earth day. It is cool and brisk this morning, and it's going to be warming up a good day for a Hobbit or an elf to sit under a tree and read a book. Absolutely, <laughs> and, and there are many great... Great books by Professor Tolkien. In fact, uh, this has kind of uh, been a memorable week in a lot of ways. Uh, September 22nd and September 21st being very uh, special days. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on that for us? Yes, Tani. Uh, September 22nd is the shared birthday of both Bilbo Baggins of The Hobbit and Frodo Baggins of The Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. And a long-expected party, the first chapter of The Lord of the Rings, celebrates that fact as the beginning of that. But September 21st was the publication date in 1937 of The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. 
I'm so glad that I did not realize that. I was so excited when you told me that this morning. Well, I was reminded by the 2009 Tolkien calendar, the ah. one that has the beautiful uh, sailing ship scene on the cover uh, by Ted Naismith, the great illustrator. And I would like to share with the audience um, from the letters of J.R.R. Tolkien, selected by Humphrey Carpenter and edited with the assistance of Tolkien's son, Christopher Tolkien, a letter from July 24, 1938. And Professor Tolkien writes to Mr. Firth of Allen and Unwin, the British publishers, Mm -hmm. and he says, The Hobbit ought to have come out this year, not last. Next year, I should have probably had time and mood for a follower, but pressure of work as a research fellow has had to be wound up, if possible, by September, has taken all my time and has dried up invention. The sequel to The Hobbit has remained where it stopped. It has lost my favor, and I have no idea what to do with it. For one thing, the original Hobbit was never intended to have a sequel. Bilbo remained very happy to the end of his days, and those were extraordinarily long, is a sentence I find an almost insuperable obstacle to a satisfactory link. So, from this, this is just the beginning of the letter to uh, Mr. Firth of Allen and Unwin, And J.R.R. Tolkien is showing there, as in previous letters earlier in the year, that he had already completed and submitted an early draft of the Silmarillion, Mm. which is uh, a previous tale, (laughs) and uh, gives a little bit of the history of The Hobbit. So again, September 21st, 1937, is the uh, 72nd anniversary Uh, this year, of the publication of The Hobbit. And aren't we all absolutely thrilled that J.R.R. Tolkien, at one point in his life, sat down and scribbled, in a hole in the ground there lived a hobbit. And so a grand adventure... (laughs) Uh, well, began actually a lot longer before that, actually from the time of uh, as a child when he was creating uh, languages. And uh, I think um, I've read somewhere that uh, the whole concept of Middle-earth came actually uh, from his love of language because, as he said, uh, languages cannot exist apart from a people to speak them. And uh, so there we have it. Right, and from that language invention of him as a as a as a young boy, progressed the brilliant languages of Middle Earth, uh, especially Elvish. Yes, so well spoken by Arwen in the movies, yes. Leave Tyler, and our hostess, if I may say, Tani. Oh no, um, and all the other languages, including even the language of Mordor. Yes, the Black Speech. Um, And from those linguistic elements, Professor Tolkien fashioned a tale which is overwhelming in its power to move and influence people. Yes. And one of the things I love about the the books and movies, but but especially in the books, is it's interesting, his love of, of language and words and names and how the names of people and places were not just arbitrary. They were actually derived from the roots of this, the the root words of the language that he created. So as in Tenuviel was Nightingale or Daughter of Twilight, Nightingale, and uh, which signified Luthien. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, I always loved all of those 
particular things. You know, it wasn't just he just he didn't just write a story and then give people just arbitrary names. Every, so many things had special significance. That is so great, and especially I mean, many of the appendices to the Silmarillion and the Lord of the Rings talk about the the nature of the languages, but also his note for translators, which is reproduced mm-hmm. at the end of the book, A Tolkien Compass. That extensive set of notes on the Middle-earth names shows just how deeply he had imagined the languages. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say, Milo, um, first, well, I, I do want to say this morning a very special hello to some of uh our friends who are listening in, uh, to those who are listening in all over Southern California, we say hello, Michael Vannin, and uh, Sui Laid, and also to my friends who are listening from theonering.com. My one of my favorite message boards is one of we all have places I think that we can uh, go to escape from some of the trials of life and one of the places I love to go is my Tolkien message board where I'm always greeted by people who jump up and down to see me and uh, are happy to see me and this morning uh, it was wonderful because I had not even had a chance to post uh, recently because life's been a little bit uh, crazy for this elf Uh, and uh, Rose Morningstar had posted uh, wondering who this Hobbit co-host was that I had on with me, and uh, it seems that you have already developed a little bit of a um, a little bit of a fan base um, here with my Tolkien message board. They don't know who you are, so uh, I want to say uh, hello, especially to Rose this morning. As uh, I'm not sure who all else is is uh, listening in, but um, Rose had quoted. Um, Earlier, she said, Rose, all hobbits are adorable. And then she says, uh, good point, but I'm still interested in what you think of that particular adorable hobbit. I'd also love to know how and where Fala found him. Of course, she must have said on her show, and I've just not, I've just not got there yet. Um, Fala is my, um, screen name, Falathiel, on the message board. And then this morning she posted, I don't know the answer to that question. Perhaps she'll enlighten us today. Well, uh, Rose, in case you are listening, we, uh, Milo and I will be doing a special show two weeks from now where we will share a little bit of our adventure of how we happen to come together and be here doing this show on KUCI. It's going to be a very, very special show. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, we have, and so, and coming up a little bit later this morning, I'm very excited because Jan Edwards is going to be here. We are going to be talking about a local health fair um, that's going to be going on right here uh, over by the Back Bay, which I'm very excited. If you've listened to the show before, I love promoting things that help bring awareness to the Back Bay here in um, Newport Beach, one of the last remaining estuaries along the California coast, a stopover for birds and creatures and home to many of our creature friends and just a beautiful, beautiful place for uh, personal rejuvenation. But the Healthy Living Fair, which is uh, actually tomorrow, September 26th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Back Bay Center in Costa Mesa, the corner of Irvine and Mesa. So we're going to be talking to Jan Edwards about that free health screenings, lots of wonderful things that will be going on, and elves and hobbits are interested in staying healthy and happy. And uh, so we're going to be talking um, a little bit about that um, with, well, actually with Jan for a while about some of the wonderful things that will be going over there, on over there, and why it's important 
to um, take time out of our days, and especially when we, uh, I don't know about hobbits, Milo, but elves love when things like this are free of charge. (laughs) Yes, hobbits are even more practical, and when we see the word free, it gets our attention. Yeah, so they're going to be having some free health screenings and some raffles and giveaways and all kinds of wonderful things. Many businesses uh, will be involved. So we'll be talking to Jan about that in a little bit. But this morning, I wanted to... Um, share a little bit. You mentioned uh, Ted Naismith's calendar, uh, the 2009. I have not gotten that one yet, but I will say thank you to my Hobbit co-host for the wonderful gift I received. We elves love to give and receive gifts. Uh, Last week of the motion picture calendar that is a very special edition that has come out this year for 2010. And uh, Oh, actually, that's the 2009 calendar. I do have that one. I just don't have it out. It's kind of like in my preserves of <laughs> my collection of things. Well, you should I was preserve that, yours and we can use this. Yes, yes. Um, I was thinking that was 2010, yes. <clears throat> but I have the new 2010 calendar, which I'm so excited about. Um, but Ted Naismith actually um, did illustrate several calendars. He does one almost every year, I believe, actually. And the, the new Silmarillion that just came out a couple of years ago um, has... Um, additional uh, illustrations that he did from the original Silmarillion. Oh, my gosh. We love exchanging gifts uh, around Bilbo's birthday and (laughs) Frodo's birthday. And your gift to me, I unwrapped it last night. It was so beautiful. A pristine, brand-new copy of the Silmarillion with the enhanced illustrations by Naismith. It's just a a precious, precious gift. It's, it's breathtaking. I love his work. Um, but Ted is also an artist and musician in his own right. Oh, really? Yes. And he has a wonderful CD called The Hidden Door, Songs in the Key of Enchantment. And I'm going to play one this morning. I'm going to dedicate this to Rose Morningstar on uh, Torque. And we're going to hear uh, Leaving the Shire. Hopefully Rose isn't going to have to leave her Shire, but... In celebration of the fact that we are all, I think, very happy that Frodo did, in fact, um, elect to leave the Shire and go on the adventure that ultimately ended in the destruction of the One Ring and the ushering in the Age of Peace in Middle-earth. The Fourth Age. The Fourth Age. The Return of the King. The Return of the King. So this is from The Hidden Door, Ted Naismith. Leaving the Shire, I am Tani Tanuviel, and my co-host Milo Lomsdan. We will be back in just a few moments. I hope you will stay here with us. This is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. That was the enchanting voice of Ted Naismith from the CD, The Hidden Door, Songs in the Key of Enchantment. And uh, Milo, you you had mentioned something bef- before um, 
while we were while we were listening about your surprise. Well, when I first uh, asked Ted to send this to me from Canada, I must say I was very very nervous because he is a great illustrator. I mm-hmm. mean, every single illustration, not only the ones that he's done for all the Tolkien works, but his other work is just tremendous. And I was very nervous. I was almost worried that I'd stick the CD in and it would be bad. <laughs> but it turned out to be very good. What a wonderfully talented person he is. Absolutely. And um, I've talked to Ted in the, fa- in the past. Actually, I was privileged to, I'm going to do a little name dropping here, uh, at the premiere of The Return of the King when all, about 1,200 of us showed up at the gathering in Toronto. I got to sit next to Ted Naismith oh during the gosh. screening of the, the Return Hobbit of the King. The Hobbit is green with envy. <laughs> he's, he's, just, he's just a wonderful, wonderful man. Um, and I've talked to him and he has talked, he has agreed that he would come on the show sometimes. So I think this quarter will be a good time to contact him about that. Um, and this album, just for the cover illustration there. Oh, and he did oh that. Oh, my gosh. It is a I think tree is, with I, a green background. I think that's probably Old Man Willow. Might be Old, Old Man, Man Willow. Willow. Might be. Wow. From the liner notes, uh, just for those others who might not be aware of his interest in music, Ted writes uh, a, be- a brief background. Those closest to me know that along with my well-known illustration work, I am also a non-professional musician and singer-songwriter. From humble beginnings as a self-taught acoustic guitarist, then onto songwriting and singing, rock bands as a bassist singer, acoustic folk groups, as well as considerable involvement with church and community choirs. I have developed and expressed my musical passions since the early 1970s. He says, my songwriting includes social comment, folk pop compositions, love songs, songs which express my love of fairy, and religious or inspirational songs such as Christmas carols, choral anthems, and hymns. For this, my first CD, I've chosen to focus primarily on fairy. These are songs most closely associated with my Tolkien artwork, and most have at one time or another been performed at fan gatherings, but particularly so in recent years. And we heard Leaving the Shire, and he says, This is among the earliest songs I've written which were inspired by The Lord of the Rings. It was intended to capture both the sense of camaraderie the scene evokes as well as an undercurrent of melancholy and apprehension. It was consciously modeled on a painting of the same title which appeared in the 1987 Tolkien calendar. So that was Leaving the Shire. Uh, and we'll be hearing more from Ted in the weeks to come, so I hope people will return for that. This morning, though, I uh, we are very excited. Milo, our guest is Jan Edwards, um, hosting... Um, She's going to talk to us about the Healthy Living Fair that's going to be right here at the Back Bay Community tomorrow, Saturday, December, September 26th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's at the Back Bay Center, Costa Mesa, the corner of Irvine and Mesa, a one-source wellness event, and the website is www.onesourcewellness.net. Jan, good morning, and thank you for being here with us. Good morning. Thank you. Well, could you tell us a little bit about what's going on over here at the Healthy Living Fair tomorrow? I sure will. I have been, it's been a brainstorm of mine for the last couple of years to help promote the businesses in the Back Bay Center, which is on Irvine Avenue, 
or it also is called campus, mm-hmm. just off the 73, because we have just a plethora of businesses there that are health and fitness related. And so it just kind of came to fruition in the last few months, and then it kept growing. So it's not only <laughs> promoting the businesses in the center, but around the surrounding area. So that's why we changed the name not to just the Back Bay Healthy Living Fair, but the Back Bay Community Healthy Living Fair. Wonderful. And my understanding is that, uh, so tomorrow you're going to be having free health screenings. What type of health screenings will you be having? We'll be having some spinal screenings, some nutritional screenings, some uh, blood pressure screenings, and some diabetes screenings. Oh, wonderful. I spoke with, uh, a little earlier in the week, I spoke with Dr. Rick Belling from mm-hmm, the Back Bay, Wel- from Back Bay Wellness, yes, and they are going to be offering a free massage, yes. uh, computerized stress testing, right. and my, he uh, also told me that they're going to be raffling off some running shoes from Roadrunner, and right. um, many of the business, they're going to be having, as well as the participation in the fair, they're also going to be having free services offered in the office that is right there in that uh, complex during the fair. So there's going to be a lot of things going on. Could you tell me a little bit more about um, uh, just about the some of the businesses that will be participating and what they will be doing? Sure. Well, first we'll have the Costa Mesa Fire Department there. We have a group of volunteers, and this is National Preparedness Month, uh, September. So they'll be giving some preparedness information, and hopefully if there are no fires, knock on wood, in this area, they'll send an engine out there, fire engine. So the kids are welcome to come and talk to uh, the fire department and have a little fun as well as the adults. And then, of course, we'll be having... The Back Bay Wellness, Dr. Rick Belling, as you mentioned, and Back Bay Fitness, which is a personal training, Pilates, yoga studio there. They will be doing just pretty much continuous fitness demonstrations and fun interactive activities that the visitors who are coming can actually watch and participate in. So, Well, I'm very excited because I am the yoga elf. I believe that uh, elves were doing yoga before it was called yoga. (laughs) So I'm always excited to hear when people are being introduced to um, movement movement classes and exercise classes that help them uh, stay more flexible, more centered, get stronger. And uh, so I love both yoga and Pilates. And many, there are many other different types, Tai Chi and things like that, that are um, out there that help us to just stay fit and healthy. So I'm very excited that Definitely. you are um, going to be offering that. Um, some um, I also noticed that... Um, um, along with the theme of the nat- nat- National Prepared- Preparedness Month, uh, right. canned food, you're asking people to bring three canned food items. Yes. I'd like to just make sure that I associate all my events with some type of a charity because, you know, God knows we've all been there and we've needed things. And so I want to keep it local. And Share Ourselves is a Costa Mesa-based relief organization, and one of the um, things they do is they distribute canned food to the needy. So anyone who comes, uh, the event is basically free, but I'd like people to believe that they need to be be in exchange with the services that are being provided that day, which Mm -hmm. are free. So if each person can just bring three or more canned food items, then we'll we'll be doing our, our good deed. That's wonderful. Well, thank you for adding that 
dimension to the day. Because I think, um, you know, I, I love when things are offered for free, but we live in a synergistic universe. And so um, it's always good when we get something to give something, <laughs> even as exactly. we take breath in and we take breath out. I'm very right. excited uh, because also one of the... Um, Entities that will um, be involved are people from both the Interpretive Center and mm-hmm. the uh, Back Bay, Friends of the Back Bay. And right. uh, that is one of my personal passions, the mm-hmm. estuary here uh, at the uh, Upper Newport Bay and preserving that beautiful place where the, uh, many of our creature friends live and the birds uh, stop by as on their Hotel California on their way mm-hmm. uh, south. And uh, I'm always interested in uh, things that uh, bring people to awareness of what's going over on over in the Back Bay. So I want yes. to thank you. They're, they're going to be having a, a table there as well? Yes, they'll be having a table and offering information and brochures on their services about the native habitat of the bay and the surroundings and the ecological value and water quality and the flora and fauna and all kinds of good things. So they'll definitely be there. We're also having... Um, some speakers, some of the businesses will have about 20 minutes to give a little mini kind of workshop, seminar, informational speaking um, period. So when the visitors first come into the fair, they'll be aboard displaying what the speakers are and what times they'll be talking. So, oh, wonderful. Well, yeah. I hope that they're, um, I would, um, I hope people will stop by the table for the Back Bay because I know that they, once a year, they have their 10-week naturalist training. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just got an email the other day. Their training is actually starting Thursday, October 1st. Right. And uh, if people are interested, uh, the phone number to call them is 714-973-6820, 714-973-6820, or visit the website at www.newportbay.org. And that is uh, a 10-week training. It's just Thursday nights and uh, Saturday morning. Wonderful, wonderful uh, topics that they cover, telling people about the history of the bay and what's going on over there currently. Uh, with the training, they will be able to lead walking tours, kayak tours, canoe tours, school tours. Mm-hmm. They can plan and coordinate programs and events. So I'm sure there'll be someone there that if people are interested. And that's a wonderful thing also for children, uh, just to get um, to get involved with the back bay. Who are some yeah. of the? Do you know who are some of the people that are some of the things that people will be speaking on? Yes, we'll have um, someone from Cure. It's Q-U-R-E Water. It's a brand new um, water that's FDA approved. So we'll have some information about pH balance and ionization and purification and alkalinization. And uh, we'll have someone speaking on gluten, which is a big topic now in nutrition and gluten-free diets and what gluten does for you. And then the naturalist will be speaking, and we'll have um, some information on spine and nervous system health from Back Bay Wellness, and probably a couple more. We just haven't got them exactly lined up for the times yet, but I have at least six different topics that will be spoken about. So we're looking forward to it. Lots of information, lots of education. There will be skin care, anti-aging, uh, lots of fun stuff for men and women and kids. Wonderful. Yes. Jan, this is Milo, uh, the co-host. Hi, Milo. And, Jan, I was excited to see all of the many things that you're having that involve children. We yes. we need to be very, very conscious of our children's health these days. They have, they have many 
unelf-like influences in their life, and it's great that this event will be having kids' health screening. There'll be martial arts and uh, fitness information. Every child I know, boys and girls, are very interested in seeing martial arts and martial artists. And the fire engine is something that excites everyone, young or young at heart. So that is very good. The list of of companies that are involved is and organizations involved is wonderful. OC Dental, One Source Wellness, Arbonne International, Fancao and Schaefer, LLP. I note that you have something on wealth safety protection as a hobby. Wealth protection is very important <laughs> to me. And weight loss and nutrition, since we eat six small meals a day, which has been shown recently go. to be pretty healthy, but yes. we sometimes tend to a little bit of middle chubbiness, and it's good to have the focus on a weight loss and nutrition, martial arts and fitness, and of course both yoga and Pilates um, helpful in this. So exactly, the, and and raffles, of course, as a hobbit, I love free things, and we've got free <laughs> health screenings, free booster juice samples. Have you ever yeah. had booster juice, Tani? It's delicious. I I have not had that. It it's sounds, so much it better little... for the children than soft drinks. Oh, absolutely. Well, I as an elf, of course, I would I love to hear that children are drinking natural juices and things without without preservatives or carbonation. And yeah. uh, so I'm I'm all for kids getting their juices in. And so many children I know are very involved in sports. And if it weren't for those little juice boxes, like one um, Lindsay, who um, is the woman I live with, her granddaughter, she's involved in gymnastics and and in soccer, and in fact, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, she was going out to play soccer. She's like eight years old, and she's playing soccer at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It hadn't been 100 degrees out there in Irvine. Oh. And uh, so I was very happy that um, Grandma was sending along several juice boxes for her. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we, um, we also, I forgot to mention, we have the OC Dance and Theater Studio providing a little couple of routines with seniors. So I want to make sure the seniors know that there's some opportunities for them. So from kids to seniors, um, we'll be offering lots of good services and fun interactive demonstrations. We'll be offering parents and grandparents information on guardianship designation, you know, in case something should happen to you and you have kids or grandkids and you we want to make sure that the right person is taking care of them. That's very important. So we'll have that there too. Well, what's great about this is right in the title on the flyer, we see Back Bay Community Healthy Living Fair. This yes. is not only good for healthy living, but it's good for building community by having the go. entire range from children to seniors and everyone in between doing lots of various things together as a community uh, we can become healthier as a part of community. Just being part of a community is right. being You're healthy. Right. right. And I think it's wonderful when uh, I want to thank you very much for organizing this, Jan, because I think it's it's wonderful, too, for us just to be able to support our local businesses. I have to say that I uh, drive down... Um, uh, Irvine, you know, their campus, and drive mm-hmm. right past that uh, center quite a few times, mm-hmm. but I've mm-hmm. never had reason really to stop and just go in. So I'm excited mm-hmm. because tomorrow after my yoga classes and before I go to work at my other job, I'm actually going to mm-hmm. swing by there for about an hour and uh, visit the Healthy Living Fair and meet some of the uh, people and uh, who, you know, who are have the businesses there and are, are making a difference in their community. So... Yes, thank you. 
You're welcome. I'm excited. I'm excited. And for those people who are looking for starting off the new year with healthy weight and eating habits and a head start on that, we have a fantastic nutritionist. She actually sets up in-your-home consultations where she shows you how to shop, how to stock your pantry with the Mm. right foods, whole foods, and how to cook and prepare meals so you actually get a full-on training, not just a product that you don't know what to do with or a service that, you know, it's not complete. So I'm very excited about that. That's a passion of mine. Yes, that's very wonderful. And, Jen, what what is your background? I'm curious, what is it that you do? Well, that's an interesting question. (laughs) (laughs) I started off years and years and years ago in um, banquet, wedding, meeting, event planning, uh, and coordinating at a country club and did that for years. And then I uh, transferred into being a reading resource instructor through the Huntington Beach City Schools in Newport Mesa and had a private tutoring business for about eight years. And then I started marketing for chiropractors when I became a chiropractic patient and discovered the benefit of it and the way that it completely changed my life. Mm. So got into chiropractic marketing and uh, doing talks and setting up health fairs and consulting. And then I've been doing my own personal nutritional research and um, just researching holistic and natural healthy living for kids and pets and myself. And, you know, I've never been one to want to take pills and and pharmaceuticals, I just always believe that our bodies have an innate way to heal themselves and there are resources that, you know, our planet has for us that we can use and uh, and I just put it all together and One Source Wellness was born. Wonderful. Well, I think you must be an elf yourself. (laughs) We should mention uh, the Internet World Wide Web address, uh, www.onesourcewellness.com. Dot net. Right. And, you know, I'm excited, Jan, and I want to thank you for sharing your personal uh, story because I think that that is the case for many of us. I know I had always been, you know, sort of toward healthy things, but um, at one point in my life I developed uh, a lot of pain in my uh, joints and in my wrists, and at the time I was working as um, a waitress for the Marriott, and we had to, you know, like pour uh, from these big, heavy metal pitchers, and I was losing strength. And, yeah, and and I went to the doctor, and they said uh, they did all the tests and couldn't find anything wrong, you know, and said, you know, here, go home, take this ibuprofen three times a day, and uh, it just comes with aging. And I just said, that is not an option. Exactly. (laughs) And began to research it on my own and you know, talked to a nutritionist and got some information and was able to completely turn that around. And that, you know, was the start of my journey towards really looking at and taking responsibility for my own health. And a lot of times something like this healthy living fair is is just a good place for people uh, to start or to deepen their knowledge of taking responsibility for having a healthy, vibrant life. And, you know, I'm not against you know, doctors, I think, you know, there's, a, yeah. you know, Western medicine is wonderful. There's certainly a place for it. But I think there's also a lot we can learn from other health traditions and right. and a lot of ways that we can take responsibility for ourselves for being healthy. And, exactly. Uh, and a lot of times it's, you know, it's, it's things like this. We meet people, we get more information, and it inspires us to maybe make some changes. 
Definitely. That's the way I think most of us come into doing what we're doing is there's a personal experience that drove us. You know, that's the main force that drives a lot of us into choosing what we choose in life. And it's, I think it happens for a reason, you know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that is the, um, so tomorrow, Saturday, September 26th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., the Back Bay Community Healthy Living Fair. And that's going to be right here on the corner of Irvine and Mesa. In uh, Is that actually Newport Beach or is that Costa Mesa? I'm not sure. It's Costa Mesa, although it's not a city incorporated area. <laughs> oh. Trying to get this event planned was really funny. It's actually yeah. part of Santa Ana Heights. Oh, interesting. And, uh, yeah, but it, technically the zip code is Costa Mesa. Yeah. So, um, and it's right across from the back bay, so in case people are kind of wondering. And isn't it in that same shopping center where that um, Irvine Market is? Yes, uh, Irvine Ranch Market. Great Irvine market. market. And yeah. just to remind people that um, there'll be discounts and gift certificates and lots of free things going on. And with um, a donation, uh, if they bring... Uh, also, we're just asking people to, you know, if possible, please bring three canned food items for Share Ourselves Relief. Right. And, um, so a little bit of, of giving back to the community and of those who don't have as much as we do. Right. Uh, well, Jan, thank you very much. Milo, is there anything? No, no, I just wanted to say thank you, Jan, for organizing this. We should mention, once again, this is the first annual. Hopefully we'll be able to get this going every year because building community through shared health and wellness is a vital, vital need. Yes. Definitely. And uh, this is something that I'll be doing in each community. So if, you know, anyone listening has a community area that they'd like to set one of these up in to unite the community, that's what I do. Um, So. Give me a call. And what is your contact information, your personal contact information? Uh, They can either contact the website, which is onesourcewellness.net, or they can email me at jan at onesourcewellness.net, or they can call my office number at 714-335-3309. Wonderful. Well, Jan, thank you very much for being in the world doing what you are doing to enrich the world with your talent and gifts and your passion. And thank you for organizing this uh, healthy living fair tomorrow. And um, hopefully I will get to see you. Thank you so much, Tani and Milo. I hope to see you tomorrow. And thank you for having me on the show. You're very, very welcome. It's been great. Okay. Have a healthy day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was Jan Edwards. And, uh, yeah, so if you... Even if you are, if you do have a busy day tomorrow, you might want to think about stopping by uh, as you're going about on your travels. And by the way, a wonderful way to commemorate and to celebrate National Preparedness Month, Back to School Month, because there's going to be education there, Mm. Healthy Aging Month, there are going to be senior events, ADD, ADHD Month, Five a day month, we should all be sure to eat five fruits and vegetables. Oh mm, my gosh. Yum, yum. I love my taters and I love my carrots <laughs> and I love my mushrooms and they count. Whole grains month, national pain awareness month, and national cholesterol education month. Wow, that's a lot of celebrating going on over there. <laughs> we need more celebrating, Tani. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, gosh, it's amazing how fast our time goes by and our time is just about up. So um, we, um, but there, there is an, uh, an announcement that you um, wanted to make this morning. Would you share that with us? Yes, I thought this was interesting as I'm always trolling the net, so to speak, for information <laughs> 
about uh, the new movie The Hobbit. Yeah, uh, I'm interested in The Hobbit as a Hobbit. And uh, Sir Ian McKellen was spending this week at the San Sebastian Film Festival. This is the 57th occurrence of the San Sebastian Film Festival in Spain. He was presented the special Donostia Award in recognition of his career. A Rotten Tomatoes was in town for this event, and they had some questions for him and so forth, right? Um, uh, McKellen started by saying, even before the interview began, he said, I don't want to play Gandalf again. <laughs> now, everyone in the audience sighed, and, and some shrieked, right, and cried in terror. Yeah. And he said, if you play a part that gets an awful lot of attention, forever after you're being asked by directors to play the same part in their movie over and over. But I played the best wizard, and I'm happy to visit him, which I shall do in The Hobbit with Guillermo del Toro. And so everyone cheered, right? He has Yay. confirmed that he is involved. And so That's on imdb.com, we can remove that rumor that has been confirmed by Sir Ian himself. Um, he, he continued saying, quote, Grey Gandalf is my favorite. And Peter Jackson's, too. We always preferred Gandalf the Grey. Peter liked him because he got down and dirty. He slept in the hedgerows. He was closer to the earth and not quite so spiritual. He's also funnier. He's got more <laughs> variety to him. We thought there was more scope in that Gandalf. So Well, and that's very exciting because in The Hobbit, it's going to be Gandalf the Grey. Oh, my gosh. And it and there, I can just see him, and I am so yes. excited. I can't wait. I know. I can't wait for holiday 2011. <laughs> I want to see it now. I know. I know. I can't wait. to Even the opening scene, I started reading The Hobbit again recently, and just that whole thing where the dwarves start An showing up. An unexpected party. Yes, yes. Dwarf after dwarf after, after dwarf. dwarf tumbles in. Yes. It's going to be, it's going to be, a, it's going to be so much fun. And we have a couple of years to dream about it and look forward to that wonderful, wonderful gift. It will be fun. And talk about it. And talk about it and muse about it and share in uh, spreading the rumors and squelching the rumors. So we, in, um, in fact, in this show, we're going to be having devoting a little segment of the show uh, each week. And um, just to mention that the new programming uh, has come out for the fall quarter, and we will be continuing in our ta same time slot here from 8 to 9 a.m. on Fridays every other week. So on alternating weeks and alternating um, with Phenomenal Woman, which I host as Tani Tenuvio, but a little different focus still hosted by an elf, but focusing on the phenomenal women on our planet who make a difference in our lives. There are phenomenal win men too, but that will be focusing on phenomenal women. And wasn't it great? One of the great, great things Peter Jackson did in the Fellowship of the Ring when he had Arwen played by Liv Ohl. Yes. Liv Tyler rescuing Frodo from the horrible Black Riders. What my, a thrilling moment. That was actually the, the scene that When I first saw me. that film, it shocked me horribly at the beginning, and then I said, after it was all over, I said, it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved that. I had not read the books before, so that was my first uh, introduction. And I, I love the way it is in the books, but I think that if... Arwen had been involved, it would have happened exactly that way. And she could very easily have been the one that came and rescued Frodo. And those that say, oh, no, she just sat around weaving tapestries in Rivendell, I do not believe that for one moment. Her grandmother was Galadriel, who came from Elvenholm, crossed, was part of the Helcaraxi, the crossing of the grinding ice. Um, she was no wimp, and neither was her granddaughter Arwen. <laughs> That's exactly right. And that was perhaps 
perhaps Jackson's most brilliant stroke, although he had many in the three films. Yes. That was a brilliant stroke. And and when I love my, one of my favorite, favorite scenes is where Arwen says, as she holds Frodo, what grace is given me, let it pass to him. Oh, my and gosh. I just like... Oh, my gosh. I love the elves. I'm an elf. (laughs) So that is going to wrap it up for our time, though. Uh, We will be back next week. Milo, thank you. It's been wonderful. Next week, you will be back with Phenomenal Woman. Can you give us a sneak preview, or are you going to hold off on that? I'm going to. It's going to be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. And two weeks from today, you and I will be here again together to formally introduce ourselves. Absolutely. And uh, in case people are just wondering, where did this hobbit and this elf come from? So, in the meantime, Elinsula Lumen Amentielvo, a star shines on the hour of our meeting. And to all of our hobbit and elf friends, we will have to say until next week, Namaria. So please go out and cherish every single day you have, every part of your path. Give and receive love. Give your friends big hugs and kisses right on the mouth, right on the lips. And never give up on your dream or your passion. Find what fuels your soul and find a way to express it in the world. I promise your life will be enriched as well as the lives of those around you. It will. So until next week. So I'm, we're going to leave with a little music from uh, Coco B's version of Into the West coming up in just a few moments. I always get confused either whether it's love and romance or career quest, but whichever it is, it will be exciting, and Emily or Rose will be here, and it will be a wonderful show, so please stay tuned. Thank you, Milo. And Thank you, Tani. Great welcome. seeing you again. You too. And so, to all of our Elf and Hobbit friends, until next week, and this is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of the universe. <laughs>